Welcome back to Out of the Bubble. My name is Rachel Peru, and you are now joining the fourth series of Out of the Bubble podcast. I can't believe in the last two years I've interviewed over 40 women, and I now have another jam packed lineup full of inspiring women, all with a story to tell. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy. And today I'm delighted to be joined by Alex Butherow, the founder and CEO of New Bra Brand, Wear My Freedom. And if you've never heard of the brand and the Freedom Bra and you're a larger busted lady, then I strongly recommend you listen to Alex's journey and look up the brand as well. So I'm looking forward to finding out the inspiration and her journey to where she's got to now. And it's quite a story. So I'm super excited to be talking to Alex this morning. Welcome, Alex. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me. It's lovely to connect with you on here. How's your coming out of lockdown feeling like? Are you feeling like you're ready to get back out there now and you're ready to get going? Or are you still a bit kind of hesitant? I mean, I'm definitely itching to kind of get going, but you have to be a bit cautious. Um, I've been working from home for a while now, so I'm definitely used to that aspect of things. Mm. Um, You learn a lot about yourself and um, your work sort of traits when you work from home. So I've had a lot of time to get used to that, but change of scene is really important. And I think that's what I'm looking forward to most, kind of mixing working from home with, you know, working back in central London and meeting people face to face will be very exciting once again. I know. Yesterday I went out and um, met some friends for a 40th. There were just a few of us for, for a dinner. And it was just so nice to have those creative conversations going again face to face. It makes such a difference. Yeah. If anybody doesn't know you, how do you describe yourself? So I am Alex Plothero. I'm the founder and CEO of Wear My Freedom. I've spent the last two years designing the Freedom Bra, which is the world's most comfortable D plus bra. And it is, I can vouch for that. I've been wearing it and I've modelled for Alex and they are really comfortable. (laughs) Um, And as somebody with a 34G, I know how important it is to find comfortable bars at last. It's it's really fantastic. But where where did you come up with this idea? Because it's not your background Mm. at all, is it? No, not at all. Um, I mean, really, it started, you know, more than 15 years ago um, when I was a teenager. Uh, Really, since... I was in my early teens I've worn a buffer d cup and so since that time I've been one of those women who sort of can't wait to take their bra off at the end of the day whether it underwires digging into you or itchy labels scratching scratchy laces uncomfortable fabrics you know you name it Um, and those problems are there for all bra wearers but they're even worse when you wear above a D cup. And that's because the options are so limited. So <clears throat> you're really stuck with what the shop has, which quite often is, you know, sometimes even just one or two options. Really, I started complaining about my bras back then, but I, you know, it really escalated when I got my first corporate job and I was dressing professionally every day, sat at my desk. Um, in the office and I just was finding my bras so increasingly uncomfortable Mm. and complaining about it to the women I worked with and I really found that they had exactly the same problems as me Mm. so I thought okay it's not just me and I thought you know I'm gonna try and find the bra that we're all looking for I couldn't find it and so I thought you know I'm gonna go make this myself where do you start with that because as I said this is not your background 
where does somebody with such a great idea start on such a massive project? Well, it started exactly that, really. It was a project. I just mentioned, you know, I went out to try and look for the bra that I was searching for, something comfortable, something um, attractive enough that I actually wanted to wear it, and something above a D-cup, preferably in the 32G, because that's what I wear. Um, and I couldn't find it. So I thought, okay, I'm really going to start thinking about this issue more critically. What is it um, I'm really talking about when I say my bras are uncomfortable, that's ugly, you know. Um, for me, it really came down to the underwire. The underwire was the most uncomfortable part of a bra. And design-wise, they just weren't modern. Wireless bras specifically, um, the design was just pretty much still back from the 50s and 60s, mm. the fabrics they were using, the trims they were using. And so I started to unpick that. I realized sort of what I wanted from a bra then. Wire-free, elegant design, nice and soft. These were kind of my key elements. As you mentioned, I have no experience in fashion, um, garment construction, or any of the above. But I decided one day that I was really going to give this a go. So I went out, bought a sewing machine. I taught myself to sew online yeah. and I started to make bras in my living room. Kind of hilarious prototypes, but I would test them on myself. And, you know, I just thought with all the developments in material science, there must be a way to make a bra that is better than what's already out there. And really, I was hacking bras together for a good couple of months. Um, and I was, you know, sat in my living room like a crazy lady covered in thread and um, with all these cut-up bras <laughs> around me. Um, but I, I managed to get sort of 50% of the way there, just doing it myself. And that's when I thought, okay, if I surround myself with the right talent, I really think that this is achievable. And so that's when I took the project um, and decided I'm going to make this a business and I'm going to find someone to really help me take what I've already done and translate that into a well-made, you know, professionally constructed bra for D plus sizes. So that's kind of how I really got going. It's so impressive. And if you had not taken it any further, but just got to that point, I would be going, wow, that's amazing. Because I just wouldn't <laughs> know where to start. I have a complete kind of phobia about the sewing machine. How did you take that leap of faith in yourself? Did you always just know that this is something that could work? Or did you suffer with kind of self-belief and doubts? Because it's a big jump, isn't it? It's a big leap of faith. Yeah, definitely. I've always wanted to start my own company, so that was definitely a side of myself that um, I knew I was interested in. And you need to be interested in something to kind of carry you forward and overcome those challenges. But really, once you get stuck into it, that's when the self-doubt creeps in. I think that genuinely my naivety about the size of the project and what I was getting myself into was a good thing yeah. because I had no idea um, what I was letting myself in for and, and I don't know if I would have done it if I'd have mm. known the kind of challenges and the things that I would face. I think it's very difficult doing everything by yourself 
it's very difficult doing um of starting a business or a project or whatever it might be in an industry you know nothing about i had no connections i didn't know a pattern cutter i didn't um have a manufacturer um, and quite often those things aren't googleable either mm. you need connections um you need a mentor so really had to start from scratch on everything so yeah there's there were definitely some massive challenges along the way which you know you do sit and think can i can i really do this mm. um but uh, you know everyone says it, but it's true you learn so much about yourself when you take take something on mm. um and resilience is definitely one of those um being able to pick yourself up and you know have those moments of self-doubt but yeah. also say okay let's keep going how easy was it to get those connections and how easy was it to find the, the people that could help you take this forward really difficult it was probably my biggest challenge and you know we've got brexit and a global pandemic in there as well yeah. but that was still probably my biggest challenge yeah um which is trying to get someone to take my calls listen to my idea believe in my idea um and then take me on uh, you know as a client or um you know for the manufacturers to you know put me on their production line i went to trade shows i visited sampling studios not only do they need to be experts in underwear design specifically bras it's a very technical garment but i wanted someone who believed in what i was doing and a lot of people said oh, wireless bra for d plus sizes no chance mm -hmm. um and i thought to myself you know you're not really the right person to take take on my design idea because you don't even believe in it I honestly found some amazing women um, through cold calling, cold emailing, um, just reaching out. There's the women I work with are incredible at their jobs. And through that experience, through finding the women who helped me design my bras, um, I became really passionate about women returners, women returning to work after breaks, whether or not it's caring for um, or caring in general, whether it's for their parents or for children. These women are incredible at their jobs and quite often find that the nine to five don't suit them when they want to go back to work. Mm. So um, often they start their own agencies or do freelancing. And so I get the, little old me got the opportunity to work with them, you know, and they've, you know, they made my dreams come true. So I'll forever be grateful to those women, many of whom I still work with. Mm. Um, who really are experts in lingerie design. Um, and as for manufacturing, again, it was just, you just need to build out your, your web, your network. Um, and it takes, it takes a lot of patience, really trying to build that connection. Um, and, but you know, I got there in the end. I got there in the end. You really did. I mean, were you always this kind of confident and determined as a child? when you set your mind on something? Or is this something that's grown with age and through this project? No, I think, I mean, you know, confidence um, kind of grows um, throughout your life and changes in different ways. I think that as I grew up, I sort of, you, you understand your personality. 
so you can understand how you react to certain things um what kind of things make you tick um what um drives you and you do have to be quite self-aware to sort of be able to unpick situations not panic not get too disheartened i think you have a natural confidence but you can also teach yourself mm. you can train yourself to to um understand essentially how you react and feel about certain things um whether or not it's okay something goes wrong um i know i should probably sleep on it and reply to the email tomorrow or when you're at your most creative you know all those certain things that um and i'm still learning i'll forever be learning throughout my yeah. life but it's been brilliant it's really been brilliant how did it feel when you actually got the products and they started going out for sale how did that moment make you feel it must have been an amazing day yeah i definitely cried um, i mean it was a long it was a long road getting production like i said my biggest challenge was finding the right talent and then um getting someone to make me my bras mm. um when you when when i got the first bra it's just like wow i made that um it's so exciting um but the really, really rewarding part of the whole business has been, you know, getting it in, in the hands of women. It's, it's my baby, but, you know, customers don't owe me anything. So when they give me their genuine, amazing, positive feedback, sales are great, but it's a cliche. There is nothing like, you know, customer responses and the the response really has been quite overwhelming um i get emails from customers you know almost daily just mm. saying this is the most comfortable bra i've ever tried you know i never write in feedback but i was just so shocked about how comfortable your bra is um mm. women coming back and buying the same size the same color it's just brilliant i mean that's that makes it all worth it and all those moments of sort of self-doubt and critique along the way you just you really you know validate what I set out to do and that yeah. there is a real need in the market for for comfortable bras but what about the reaction from the industry as well because you have managed to kind of revolutionize and get comfort in plus size bras in bigger bras that some of these big companies could have could have really done years ago but it's taken somebody with without that initial knowledge to come in and show them how to do it and pave the way really has have you had a good response from from other people have you had much interaction i think that whole idea of sort of taking on the bra industry was it was a bit of you know was one of those moments of self-doubt you know can i really do this and i often get asked um well why doesn't exist why don't other bra companies make your bra and i think yeah why didn't they make my bra um you know but then you know when you sit and you think about why um why it doesn't already exist on the market the lingerie industry for many many years has been selling one thing which is you know underwear is there to augment your body um and to look good um and well rather to be looked at than to be worn mm. and so 
lots of companies that have been around for 20 odd years have just been selling that they're slow to change lots of industries just sell sorry lots of companies just sell sexy underwear um and even companies that sell above a d cup they're just very much focused on what they've always been doing mm. and i think it takes someone a consumer perhaps who has built a business born out of their own frustrations and is not coming at it from a fashion design background to think about the way that um, bras are sold to women and why we actually wear bras mm. so i am not only trying to take on you know comfortable bras as a as a sort of category but my mission is really to change the way the lingerie industry sells lingerie to women i think so much needs to be done in that in that mm. area and um, the way women are represented um the models that are used you know just so honored to have you as the face of our brand um the types of underwear that they sell um, and the marketing and messaging that they use it's old school mm. women feel ashamed about the way they looked so they sell you a product to make you feel better about yourself we need to get rid of that and yeah. in and uh, there are other industries for women's brands who are getting rid of that marketing message but underwear is so behind so I wanted to take on big challenges. I'm really passionate about it. It's what the brand stands for. It's what will always stand for by women for women. Every new product, every email we send, every customer we speak to, does it relate back to our core message, which is this is a product for women. Mm. Uh, but I think it's brilliant. And for somebody, um, you know, I, I've been a, I mean, I'm a G, but I, I was a, a double D when I was a teenager and, and I've really struggled. And I, and I think it was part of my own body confidence that I really felt I didn't like my big boobs because I could never find bras that actually suited me and that I felt comfortable in. And it makes a huge difference to your body confidence. So to find bras and, and supply bras for women that they can wear all day, that they feel comfortable in, that makes them feel good, is just, it's really so important, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, you know, I mentioned that I started to feel uncomfortable when I was a teenager. Your body is changing. Your self-confidence um, is really volatile at that age. And I actually remember going bra shopping with my friends, sort of 15 years old. And they hang all the bras, rows and rows of sort of beautiful looking bras on the shelves and on the mannequins. And they're all in a 32B. I actually remember going into a larger department store. I went in to get fitted, um, walking past the rows and rows of bras. She said, you're a 32G uh, and we have two options for you. And I just started crying. I mean, yeah. I've had normal and I know loads of women who've come out of the fitting room crying as well. Yeah. It's an alienating experience. So I don't fit in here. My body is, um, is not, you know, yeah. right. Um, that's not an experience any woman should have. They shouldn't mm. feel abnormal about themselves. And so I guess a small light bulb went at that yeah. moment, sort of like there's something to be done here. Um, yeah. And it's not just me. It's not just me that's had that experience. What size do you go up to? So at the moment, we sell a 32 to 38 back, um, D to G cup sizes. Unfortunately, we weren't able to do the top and bottom sizes there. 
So we start at a 32 double D and in a 38, we just go up to the double F. That is just because we're a new brand. It's just because that was our starting size range. Yeah. Um, you know, I poured, I poured my, my heart and my life savings mm. into this business. So um, I am really passionate about size inclusivity. Um, I do get um, women writing in, really hoping for us to expand on the size range. And it is something I'm really passionate about. Mm. So I'm hoping in the very near future to be able to expand that even further. Yeah, but we, sure. will, we will focus on, on D plus cup sizes. That's mm. what we specialize in. Yeah. If, if you could give somebody one piece of advice that's got this idea that they don't know where to start and they might be feeling a bit out of the depths, what would it be to get the ball rolling? So I think, I think you, people have lots of brilliant ideas throughout their life. If you want to get started or you want to build a business from your idea, for me, it's all in the execution. Um, just keep putting one foot in front of the other Mm. and before long you will be look you will look back and be surprised at how far you've come don't think of building a business as one mammoth task to take on just start small okay i'm interested in building a bra what do i need to know first okay i probably need to understand the garment itself so i'm gonna buy a sewing machine okay i'm getting somewhere what's the next thing i need to know to progress it well i should probably hire someone who is an expert in lingerie design to give me some advice and i think it's really just small steps being really persistent and consistent in the work you put in building a business is not the sexy glamorous founder story that so many people um think it is it's really um it's really blood sweat and tears but it can be so rewarding at the end. So if you just continue to put time and effort in, ask for advice, you know, from those around you, seek out those people that can help you. I really think that, you know, anyone can do it. What's the best piece of advice you were given along the way? I think the best piece of advice was to just put the product out there that and what I mean by that is it's like I like I said earlier okay my bra is my baby Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people who build businesses very precious about what they're building um and it needs to be absolutely perfect and they don't want to hear one word of criticism once they put it out there into the world Mm -hmm. um and you know maybe in the early days I was guilty of the same feelings and um someone said to me you need to get it out there even if it feels so uncomfortable to you to put out your brand your bra your message whatever it might be um because there's nothing like customer feedback for building a better brand Mm. building a better product um and it's been so true um I had to obviously make a number of bras um, and build a business before I could sort of put my bra out there. Mm. But even still, I listen to my customers. Um, it's very important to me to understand what other women want from the product. Mm. Um, and so I think don't be shy. Don't be, don't be too nervous to put something out there that you've built. Um, 
yes, some people will criticise you, but if you're able to turn that into a learning opportunity, um, you know, you really will be able to continue to iterate and succeed. Um, yeah, I would say that was probably the, the biggest sort of learning moment, yeah. you know, in terms of piece of advice I was given. Yeah, such good advice. And how comfortable are you now at doing all the kind of, because obviously you have to be the face of the brand and you, you're doing all the PR behind it. And I've seen you've done loads of different interviews. How comfortable are you becoming in owning that moment and, and speaking out? Is it easy because you're passionate about it? Yeah, definitely easier when you're talking about something that you love and you do all day absolutely um but no I mean there's there's definitely an element of you know gosh I can't believe this is me and it, it changed really quickly as well because you know I spent months and months deep in product sampling and choosing colors and making sure they all match perfectly um and then suddenly you launch and suddenly you're kind of the face of a company um it does definitely take getting used to and i'm mm. still getting used to it um but you know like i said earlier i'm on a mission to change the way the lingerie lingerie industry speaks to women so there's lots of work to do and i know i need to get what i'm doing out there get my message out there um and the moments that are, you know, really rewarding, kind of, they really help bring it to life. Yeah. And have you picked up a sewing machine since? Or have you just completely ditched it and don't want to see it ever again? <laughs> yeah, I don't think um, I'm going to be dusting off the sewing machine anytime soon. What, you know what I need to do? I need to take a picture of all my hilarious bras that yes. I made in the beginning as a little moment to show you that you don't need yeah. to be... Um, you don't need to be an expert in what you're doing to start a company. Um, yeah, that's I've a great got, idea. I've got, I've, I've got an archive of everything. And so I kept it all. I've got some exciting new products coming out. Um, and I definitely can't make those myself on my sewing machine. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it up to the experts mm. that I spent a long time trying to find. Yes, so <laughs> sounds like a good idea. Good. <laughs> well thank you so much Alex it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you and I love what you're doing and what your your whole brand message stands for I think it's amazing and I can't wait to see all the new products that are going to come out I just know that it's going to grow and grow I've seen great feedback from women so well done the last question that I ask all my guests uh, because I know women are notoriously bad at accepting compliments about themselves so if you could compliment yourself what would it be Great question, Rachel. I've never been asked that before. I love it. I would say I'm a good problem solver. And I think that you need to be a good problem solver when you're starting a company. I've Perhaps I was naturally good at it, but I've definitely taught myself how to unpick problems, not panic, um, and try and solve them. So I would say that that is my forte and I think my husband would agree as well that's great thank you so much for sharing that and it's been an absolute pleasure if people want to find out more about you how can they find you on social media and your website details so the freedom bra is sold exclusively on our website at the moment that's www.wearmyfreedom.com where is spelt w-e-a-r 
and we're available on all the social channels at Wear My Freedom. And you'll see lots of gorgeous photos of Rachel. Yes, it was an absolute pleasure and thank you so much. And I hope in the future our paths will cross again. It's been an absolute pleasure and I look forward to seeing you grow and grow. Enjoy the rest no, of your thank week. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. Bye. And I absolutely love talking to Alex and finding out how she really has kind of followed her passion and it's an inspiring story of following your dreams and seeing where they end up. And even though she had so much adversity through her journey, she got there in the end. So um, what an impressive woman and a really pleasure to talk to her. I will be back next week with another inspiring guest. And I hope you will have a great week. If you'd like to contact me, you can find me on outofthebubblepodcast.com. And in the meantime, keep being fabulous.